this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Betsy here. Isn't that interesting? I have noticed that that's just like how I start and it's not the it's not intentionally to repeat exactly what I do every time, but it's just sort of like I sit down to the mic and that's what happens. Um, I'm hopping on today. I'm going to keep it short. I also always say that, but I'm going to keep it short a little bit out of necessity today, but also because I'm going to split this up into two parts. This is maybe if you were going to ask me the top three things that new trainers, particularly those who are working in the commercial gym or boutique gym setting, ask me slash struggle with hands down. And that is approaching people on the gym floor, approaching new clients, reaching out to new people. So I, a little bit, this sort of like cold lead strategy, meaning that a warm lead is someone that you've built a relationship with. And if, if I'm previewing what is to come in these episodes, it's the idea that our cold leads are always going to become warm leads because we're never going to, uh, try to sell someone while they're in that cold lead state. But but before I get to that, this came up to me a little bit because I was at I was at a gym, I was working out and there was somebody who was struggling on the bench and and I thought they were going to get hurt honestly. Um it wasn't necessarily my place to jump in. They did not get hurt, but it, and and I believe that it would have been like a pretty big ego hit slash uh, overstepping the line to like come in and speak to them. But I saw on the other side of them, I recognized that the other person that was standing there was a trainer at that gym. So I don't work in a gym. I, I work on my own, but I used to work in gyms for a long time. And so I'm usually while I'm in a gym setting, I can identify the trainers. I've seen them work with clients around. So I knew this person was a trainer on the other side of our struggling gym goer. And, and I was kept thinking in that moment, oh, I wish he could go up and start talking in this moment because here is somebody who could really benefit from training. And in that same moment, I come to it with the mindset of, but also that would be like really vulnerable for that young man who was struggling. It would maybe be the kind of ego hit that actually distracts from ever uh, wanting to train because he might have felt embarrassed or uncomfortable. There's a level of some people don't necessarily want to have that conversation with you in the gym. Particularly, they don't want to have a conversation with you if it's going to be about picking apart what they're doing. And I think a lot of times in the sort of commercial gym 
sales strategy. There is like a help someone do better so that they know that they can uh, work with a personal trainer. They see the benefit of working with a personal trainer. And for sure, form guidance, all of that is a really helpful way to truly demonstrate what it is you're going to be doing as a personal trainer working with a client. But it's not always the right way to begin a relationship with someone. And if we're going to try to sell personal training, we need a relationship. It doesn't have to be the extreme end of a fully developed relationship like you will have with your client after they've been with you for two years. But we're not going to be all that successful if we're trying to sell something before we've learned anything about that person, before we've developed some investment on their part in who you are, and vice versa. You have an investment in their development, in them reaching their goals, in their success in the gym. It helps you to be able to communicate better what you do and why you are doing it for them if you genuinely have an investment in who they are. And so that sort of cold lead walk up and fix form strategy to me does not work very well. And so that's where we're going to start today. This two-parter is going to be about um, going up, uh, breaking the barrier of speaking to someone new in the gym, beginning a relationship with a cold lead and talking to someone on the gym floor. Now, I I paused there for a second as I was thinking because I think if you work with online clients, I think if you work um, in sort of different contexts, maybe you are a traveling trainer and you're still just one of the ways that you meet new people is by just having conversation with them that there are parallels in sort of the gym floor and other things. So so bear with me. If you are a trainer who works online or in some other capacity, think about how you're looking at cold leads in the same way. So if you're online, these are people who maybe are fresh follows or something like that that you need to still build a relationship with before you pop in there with some sort of sale tactic. But the descriptions I'm gonna be using are specifically for on the gym floor. You can take that to wherever you'd like to go. If you're not an online trainer, but you train in other capacities, you can be thinking about this in terms of like even speaking to someone at a party or a family gathering or anything like that. We're going to talk about how to start building those relationships. That's how we're going to be better salespeople, but ultimately better trainers. I like to think about the sales process as just step one, or we could even call it step two in our relationship process because it's only just one thing that we just have to do in order to continue with the training. But if it's coming before we build the relationship, we are going to have a harder time. We're going to have a barrier to jump over. Whereas if we are starting building a relationship even before we're asking for their commitment, we're asking for their financial investment, if we've created an investment in the relationship, we're going to have greater success. So I'm going to break this up into two parts. Today's part is about identifying 
is a little bit more big picture. We're going to identify ways in which you think you could reach out or begin to communicate with someone you do not know as it relates to health and fitness. So these are more big um, personality styles, big overarching tactics or strategies. And then we'll talk about step-by-step conversation points, even a little bit of like sort of play with the idea of role playing some stuff in our next episode. But this first episode is just about first identifying what you would do or not do when talking to a new person. And I think it's as simple as you looking to yourself and imagining it could be health and fitness, but it could be something else as well. How do you like to be approached when you don't know someone? And everybody's going to be different in this way. That's okay, because you are going to gel with potential clients, potential new people that gel with your style. So again, this goes back to the idea that like you are not for everybody, and that's okay. You also will go out onto the floor, you'll go out into a place where you don't know people and begin to try to build these relationships, break the ice a little bit, and it's not going to go well with everybody because not everybody is your style. I don't want someone to come up to me and talk about like fixing my form right away. That vibe wouldn't have worked for me at all. Maybe it works for somebody else, or maybe someone's strategy is about bonding over like the kind of exercise you're doing. Um, I would probably maybe prefer for myself a little bit more roundabout approach. I am all like joking person. So I tend to break the ice with me if we have something to laugh about. That's something that works for me. Someone else might want a more direct approach. Someone else might want a more nurturing approach. Someone might want whatever. So you can kind of hear that the idea with starting to determine how you approach someone you don't know, picking that style, is about identifying what you might like. So you can think about all those sort of sales strategies that have come Um, by you in the past and think about which ones worked for you and think about which ones didn't. If you are a person that likes to be stopped by the kiosk people in the mall because they have an offer for you, then that might be your strategy when you are building new relationships in the gym because that's like you like the just direct, I got something for you style. I don't like that. I don't like someone like jumping at me. So that's fine. I can do something different. Um, Typically for me in the gym, when I was speaking to new people on the floor, it was oftentimes not about anything fitness related. Um, I would like just have general conversations about things that you saw outside that day, or if I noticed something that somebody had like on a water bottle or um, uh, kind of keying into maybe hobbies and things, if I could pick up any of that 
kind of cue into personality stuff if I was going to talk to somebody on the floor. But I really didn't like go in on the workout thing because I wanted them to know that I'm like a person first. And that worked always really well for me. For other people who were like maybe more, maybe your style of coaching is like the thing that I do best is precise movement. And if I can tell that somebody is interested in talking about that, I could approach with that way. So the first step in being able to approach someone that you don't know is being confident and comfortable with how you are you like to be approached and then using that. And again, it is not going to work for everybody. And we have to kind of cue into body language, Um, we have to cue into patterns. I always thought that it was really helpful for me too, to have seen and smiled at and had very like casual conversation with people many times before having a next step. That's a long game, but I'm in it for the long game. That's fine with me. Some people like a little faster, more direct approach. I'm trying to think of some other ways that... You know, I I know of trainers who are really good at that. They like a quick, they like the kiosk in the mall. Like, uh, I bet you're struggling with X. Can I help? And people really like um, jive with that in some circumstances. I think the thing is to always steer clear from, clear away from is, you know, putting someone down putting someone else down in order to have a conversation. So this this is really important. You as a trainer are not picking on and or making fun of anybody in the gym in order to have a conversation. If you're doing that, ooh, stop doing it. But also like let's not let a relationship be built on someone else's expense. I've seen that happen places. I hate that. That's why people get, that's why people don't like the gym because they're worried about people like picking on them. And I think for the most part, people don't do that. I think we're getting out of that, folks. So let's not do it. Find ways where you can create some common ground. Again, I think for me personally, as well as for many trainers who are maybe more introverted or at least maybe um, more inclined to show what they do best in the actual session, play the long game. Develop relationships slowly and find ways to talk with people that don't have anything to do with the pressure of needing to book a session. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit in the next episode when we, uh, in part two of this, we're actually going to talk about mindset tools. We're going to talk about mindset tools for how to make these conversations a little bit easier. And then actually like um, dialogue points that can be helpful to make these conversations easier as well. And to really take these sort of cold leads, aka no relationship, to building a relationship where it is easier, where it feels almost natural 
for training and for training with you to come up in conversation and for you to be able to convert that sale. Again, this is all about creating a process that builds relationships. Step one is more overarching though. You've got to decide how you would like to operate. And I, I, this is important to me too, because I think it's important not to do the thing where you're like, for this person, I'm going to try this style. And for this person, I'm going to try this style. The only way this works is if you are authentically you. So figure out how you like to be approached. Figure out how you feel best when you approach people and stick with that. Start to identify who you are and what your overarching um, intention is going to be, your overarching strategy, and the things that are non-negotiables for you in terms of how you approach people. And then you can figure out the logistics of creating that. You can figure out how to feel more confident and the dialogue points to sort of create those conversations and how to follow up and all that stuff. You can do the step-by-step stuff. But big picture, decide who you are as a trainer. Again, this goes back to my whole concept of your unique coaching identity is what's going to separate you and it's going to build your client base. You've got to really um, own it, decide how you're going to leverage it, and then you can do all the steps to make it work. But you got to be confidently yourself and determined in sticking to that as you build your business. The people who are struggling in that way are those who are sort of trying to shape shift for clients. Let the clients that are right fit come to you. And if you decide on your sort of overarching approach style, how you like to approach people, those people will sort of be filtered through. Like the sand in a little sifter. The ones that aren't going to work are going to slide right through. And the ones that are going to stay with you aren't going to fall through the cracks. Okay? So that's a little bit big picture concept. But I want you to be starting to think about sort of like, who are you and how do you approach people? What are the sort of um, big dynamics of your personality and how you approach? And then we'll talk logistics next week. Next week, we're going to break down how to feel more comfortable. And then we're going to talk about these like literally like, what do I say then? What do I say? But you got to get clear on who you are and how you want to approach people. If you've got questions, let me know. If this is helpful, let me know. I'm always available. Betsy at bfosterstrong.com or you can drop me a DM on Instagram at foster underscore strength. I love doing this podcast. This podcast, when it airs, will be episode 50. And I'm excited about that. This is like one of my favorite aspects of this job. I think we got a lot of good information here and I'm trying to have a good blend of sort of theoretical big picture stuff and really tactical step-by-step stuff. Um, I'm always open to hearing how you're feeling about it. But if any of this is helpful to you, do me a huge favor and share the episode or scroll down and just leave a, you can leave a rating and you don't even have to let anybody know, or you can leave a review and all those things really help Um, get the podcast to be seen on all these channels when somebody's searching for fitness stuff. And what I want 
people who are brand new or uh, interested, even if they're farther along in developing their careers, I want them to be able to find these resources. Okay. So again, thank you so much. You could be doing anything and you have chosen to listen. I'm really, really appreciative and go do amazing things. And until next time, 